0: Get ahead of postage rate increases this year with Stamps.com. It's like your own personal post office. Sign up with promo code PROGRAM for a four-week trial plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com code PROGRAM.
1: When everyone is on the same page, getting things done is easy. Make a bigger impact at work with Grammarly. Grammarly is your secure AI writing partner that enables your team to make their point and move faster.
0: Welcome to Five on the Floor on the Five Reasons Sports Network. Thanks for joining us on your favorite podcast app. We're on Podbean, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts. We're also on Dash Radio on there. Nothing but net channel every single weeknight at 7 p.m. Also, check out the Five Reasons YouTube channel for all of our latest streams, not just on the Heat, but on the other teams in town. And also, 5 Sports.com. Make sure you spell that one out. Brady Hawk's got a great piece up there right now about Kyle Lowry and how he will change the fit for everyone else on the team. I have a feeling that's going to be discussed tonight as well also check out the great sponsors of the five reasons sports network so many of of our sponsors are local but this you can play around the country it's PrizePicks.com. go to PrizePicks.com. use the code five f-i-v-e you get your bonus doubled it's a great deal when you're starting to play just deposit 20 bucks and give it a shot you can play the power play the flex play depending on how much you want a chance and also you can play across sports so obviously with the nba not going on right now you can play mlb soccer mma or anything else that currently is going on in the world of sports so check out prizepicks.com use the code f-i-v-e that's how you sign up and that's how you'll get that bonus and now tonight's
2: episode
1: Five on the floor, ride for my dogs here's the thing? You can check the score Hustle hard, couple scars, wearing bubble frogs Just like to say, you in trouble, y'all
3: Check the floor plan, got a all band Y'all seen the block, stop in one
1: hand Impact with trust, it's power to have the guts We here to bring the heat, y'all can hang it up
0: Welcome to Five on the Floor, a daily insider show on the Miami Heat and the NBA featuring Ethan Skolnick, Greg Sylvander, and Alex Toledo, plus others from the Five Reasons Sports Network.
3: Welcome back to Five on the Floor. I am your host, Greg Sylvander. Today's floor plan, uh, I am joined by Alex Toledo, uh, if I'm uh, saying that correctly. Uh, and Pretty and, good pronouncing it as appropriately as possible you can follow him on twitter at tropical blanket that uh that i can say uh with with no um problem uh and no ethan Skolnik. so it's just us two and we um we're actually going to circle back to something that i thought we should have done a lot sooner i've been pushing for this uh in terms of like we go through um on a text string like what we're going to talk about what episodes we want to do and this is something i've been kind of um I've been sounding the horns on and that's Kyle Lowry. I I really think like, as I looked at the episodes we've done on five on the floor um, I wanted to uh, to do a little bit more of a deeper dive on Kyle Lowry from an uh, from an on-court perspective. Cause like we've, we've heard all the narrative stuff with what he's bringing with Jimmy and and what he's going to do for the team in terms of being, you know, a veteran point guard that's won and all that kind of stuff. But I don't think we've talked enough on this show about how functionally that looks on the basketball court. So I thought no better person than than Alex to join me. He's probably better at this than Ethan anyway. Um, So yeah, Kyle Lowry. Uh, First off, I I just want to say that I... I probably wasn't as excited as, as I should have been when the acquisition took place, because this has been something that we felt like was was coming for so long that there was almost like an anticlimactic element to it. But as I started to lean on it more, I'm getting excited about it. And um, the biggest thing for me uh, that I keep like that sticks to my gut is, uh, the pick and roll stuff with Kyle Lowry, like thinking about what he can do as a pick and roll ball handler, getting a full head of steam, um, maybe doing some pick and roll stuff with Jimmy. I really like, so like, that was like, when I started to unpack this, uh, Kyle Lowry stuff, that's where I went, Alex, like when you think about him as a pick and roll ball handler, just as a pick and roll player, what do you see that's going to benefit this team?
2: To me, and it's – I like that you bring that up because it's kind of tough to think about, you know, what's the thing I'm most excited about that Kyle Lowry's going to bring to this Miami Heat team. That's definitely one of them. I just think he's going to bring so many different things and we're going to go over them in this podcast as we, uh, you know, go deeper on Lowry's game here and what he brings even at his age. But to me, it's just like whether as a screener or whether as a handler, he's going to be a plus. And the Heat love – Love to run inverted offense and have been for, you know, damn near a decade at this point. And has, Spoh has only done it more and more. And we saw and we've only seen that come to a head ever since Bam has become the starter, you know, for the past couple of seasons where Bam is, the, you know, kind of running offense all the time. And throughout the playoffs, J- Jimmy, uh, you know, the running inverted offense with a smaller guy screening for Jimmy. Oh, my God. I can't wait to see those sets with Kyle Lowry, whether it's Lowry screening for Jimmy or Bam screening for Lowry and their pick and roll game Bam being a better lob threat, getting to the mid-range spots easier, like we saw kind of in the Olympics, where it's just like he's going to contribute in so many aspects there on both ends of screening that I think that's something to get excited about. And it's like that that, that doesn't even count going into all the other things I think he's going to bring on both ends of the floor. and. I don't know, man. What part of of his game do you want to go to next? I mean, like, so
3: the pick and roll stuff is obviously fun, but I feel like he's going to be directing traffic in a way that we haven't seen a point guard do in Miami in a while. He alluded to Jimmy still getting his reps and stuff like that. Um, The other thing, and, you know, it's funny how he's kind of um, solving so many of the things that Miami lacked. And, the, and I'm going to just pivot to point of attack defense like that. That is a thing that um, there there's been talk of him slipping there. But I think in comparison to who has been at the position, it's still going to be an upgrade regardless. Um, so, like, do you think that that's something that's going to be uh, a strength coming to Miami? Or is that going to be something that he's going to uh, like that? That maybe is his best days of doing that are behind him.
2: Well, that part is still, I think, remains to be seen because he hasn't stepped out on the floor yet. Maybe he's not exactly in his prime anymore on defense, given that he's 35. But I I don't, and and we talked about that pre-show, that he had a somewhat of a defensive decline last season. But along, you know, with just all the other stuff that was going on with the Raptors playing in Tampa Bay and just kind of Lowry only playing for what, like half a season. I think he only, I'm looking at it right now, he got 46 games in last season even if it was a shorter season, like that's uh, pretty low. So he's going to be coming in well-rested at least, you know, I know he had his, his things going on there. They, you know, they kind of got ravaged by COVID and injuries and whatnot over there. It was just kind of an, you know, they had their, he had his foot out the door after the trade deadline. He thought he was going to be out. He had that whole like speech that he did at at the presser there, that last game before the deadline where he thought he was going to get traded. So He balled out, too,
3: against the Lakers, right? I think it was against the Lakers. He had his last game, and he balled. I've
2: already seen that. I had to watch back that highlight video just to show myself what Lowry's still capable of. Obviously, not on a nightly basis, but it was just like, yeah, it's good to see him still put up those kinds of performances. And point of attack defense here with Lowry, I'm not sure how how much to take of that decline. Like I said, I'm still expecting a whole lot. So even if there was a slight drop-off, I'm still expecting... High, high level defense and something that we haven't seen that because you mentioned the, the stuff from point guard on offense. We haven't seen this, you know, from defense. And like I said, about a decade when it comes to, you know, Chalmers and Norris Cole being those Bulldogs on the defensive end. Like we, you know, we were supposed to get some of that with Avery Bradley in the rotation It never worked out. Uh It was always nicer in theory than the, than the way it played out on the floor. Probably not his fault, but you know, uh, Lowry, I think he's somebody that's going to be able to navigate stri- screens just like exponentially better than anybody they've had the past couple of seasons. Exponentially better. Like, the gap is ginormous. And and I'm not trying to talk down on like Kendrick and Goran. It's just the truth. Like, we talked about it for the past couple of seasons. That was where they lacked in just specifically the most. And Lowry is very strong when it comes to navigating screens on defense, staying in front of his man. And although he isn't the quickest guy anymore, and, you know, he might, you know, De'Aaron Fox or Trey Young might blow by him now and then. At, for the most part, he's going to funnel guys to where they're supposed to go. He's going to take charges on defense. We know that already. He's a great positional guy. Uh, if they want to switch, if they want to drop, he's going to be excellent it, in either one of those coverages. They want to go back to trapping, which I'm not expecting a whole lot of anymore now that they don't have so many bad defenders. Maybe not That's so true. much at all. are not going
3: to have to be into that.
2: Yeah, maybe not so much overhelping. Like regardless, I think it's going to be a lot more of the simpler stuff. Whether it's sticking to a switching type defense, depending on who's on the floor, or, or a drop type defense. If it's like Dedman and Morris on the floor, for example, uh, I just think Lowry fits the bill perfectly. And to me, that that defense stuff is something to really, really, really get excited about because you're going to see it in the front court and the back court, and it's just going to make life so much easier on Jimmy and Bam on both ends of the floor.
3: Yeah. You talked about like going back and watching highlights. I've done some of that too. And then like, I obviously have to go box score watching a little bit and um, just looking back through uh, Kyle Lowry's, uh, you know, last few seasons and just tracking that kind of stuff. I did uh, see like that. There's been a couple years here where he's had some really high free throw attempt seasons, like up six, six attempts a game. And then he comes down to three, three and a half. I'm interested to see, how he's able to get downhill, attack Uh, That's something like a secondary playmaker was missing so many times whenever Jimmy would get bottled up. So I'm interested to see how much he can create that way and get to the line. Uh, So that's something else that like, as I think through and, and just listening to you wax poetic about the stuff he can do on defense, I'm starting to like make my rounds about all the other things he can do. Um, I I just love that idea of, um, of what he brings, uh, you know, offensively that way Uh, just we, we need playmakers and he's one of them
2: he yeah that's absolutely true and he's a playmaker in different ways and it's like i'm looking at it right now i had checked the numbers before but i didn't realize the gap like you said how crazy it was this is why it's hard to i'm not sure where which one he's closer to you look at the last couple of seasons and his free throw attempts last year was at 4.8 per game and the year before that 7.8 like that's a pretty big difference then A couple years before that, 5.1, 4.2. And then two years before that, 8.9, 8.2. So it's like literally going back and forth between, you know, look, regardless if you take, you're going to take five or six if that's the case, right? Like he could absolutely use every extra free throw and somebody that you know is going to be able to sink him at a good, at a good rate there.
3: Yeah. And just to clarify, that's per 100 possessions there. So it's pace adjusted. And I think you're onto something there, like watching him uh, in his free throw shooting and just what that can do for the team. Cause um, you know, Jimmy can't be the only one getting to the line consistently. Um, There are, there are a few other elements to Kyle Lowry's game. I think we do need to talk about. I also think that it would be negligent of us not to address some of maybe our um, overarching concerns. So we'll get into some of that uh, directly after the break.
0: We'll get back to our episode in a second, but before we do, I want to tell you about another great sponsor of the Five Reasons Sports Network. That's our friends over at Therapist Preferred. Therapist Preferred founded in 2019. We have a lot of people who are following the network who have sampled these, and now they can't live without them, even though they're 100% THC-free and third-party lab verified. Of course, all the products made. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp.
1: And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.
0: In the U.S. with cutting-edge technology from organically grown hemp. The most popular products, CBD sports cream, strawberry lemonade gummies, and the green apple gummies. Use the promo code. This promo code is back. Use the promo code 5REASONS. That's the number 5 Reasons for 25% off your order, plus free shipping on all orders. I can tell you they'll get to you within a week. So you get, you want them, you'll get them. Go to therapistpreferred.com. That's therapistpreferred.com. Use the code five reasons to get your bonus. And now back to the episode.
3: Okay. Back on five on the floor. Uh, we are discussing Kyle Lowry and we've kind of waxed poetic. I've used that term quite a bit lately because we've kind of been doing that from a narrative perspective around this team. Ethan may challenge us soon, listener. So just get ready for a hot debate coming about this roster, maybe on the next episode. But for now, we're sticking to the positive side. We are hope trafficking. We are you know what? It's not really even hope trafficking because um,
2: it's all trafficking. Real.
3: Kyle, Kyle Lowry is an absolute upgrade and we've talked a lot about all the things that he's going to do, whether it be a quarterback of the offense, now a point guard that they haven't had, the you know point of attack defense. We've we've kind of discussed a little bit. We talked about him as a secondary creator, pick and roll handler, all that great stuff. But um, like the defensive side of the ball, I guess is where uh, if there's anywhere that I think we could start to see a slip, that would probably be it. Um, And, and I'm interested to see how they uh, handle him in that way. Like if there is like any uh, saving him for the playoffs, you know, like the minutes thing, I think will be fascinating with Kyle Lowry and how they manage that part of it. Uh, And I just think it's directly tied to defense and how hard he can go on both ends. If he's quarterback in the way we're talking about, are you concerned with his defense overall, Alex?
2: Uh, I mean, I guess you could say that there is some concern that that would be the first thing to go once he does start to decline. I think obviously you want that to happen later rather than sooner. It's an obvious thing, but it's just like I, I think that will be the one concern when, when it comes to like the age and people bring that up. I'm like, I think his shot is so real and so deadly that although he's not Steph Curry level, like the, he, he's a deadly shooter He's obviously a really smart player who's gonna be able to collapse defenses. And even though if he's not a rim attacker per se, he does get into the teeth of defenses to kind of create stuff for others or for himself. You know, he know he has kind of the intermediate stuff whenever it's available to him. Uh, so he has so many aspects of his game on offense that I think he's gonna contribute in for years. The defense, if he starts to get slower. You know, sooner than later, that can be a problem because that's part of the reason why, you know, you you pay him so much. It's like this guy's going to be a two-way all-star for you. But I just don't – I'm not i am not really worried about that happening this season. And I could be wrong because, you know, I, I heard Sean Woodley from Locked On Raptors say that uh, with David Ramil on Locked On Heat Podcast. Shout-out to him. I, I just did a, an appearance with him today. I'm doing another one tomorrow. If you guys want to check that out, uh, you know, friend of the show, friend of the program. Definitely. But, um, you know, that, and I've heard other Raptors people say similar things, that he just kind of had a down year on defense. And again, from some of the stuff we talked about earlier in the show, I wonder if it has to do with just the weird context of the season with his Tampa Bay Raptors over there. And right. so I just think you hope that it corrects itself a little bit. I just think the whole team itself was down. They had, you know, kind of similar context going on to what the Heat had. And I would expect there to be an upswing in Lowry's defense, especially playing next to the like of, Jimmy Butler. Bam. PJ Tucker most likely as a, in that starting four position and Duncan who was an improved defender a much improved defender from the beginning of last season to the end of last season. So I That's just exactly. think it's going to be, be it's going to be a lot easier on him to be, you know, to do his to perform his his role well on defense. I will say in uh continue, continuing along the line with the per 100 possession numbers, the defensive rating, the you know, defensive uh, box plus minus those types of advanced numbers did fall off a little bit as well last season. So it goes along with the Raptors, what people were saying. Again, I think you hope that that's something that can go back the other way, based on the type of team that he's got around him now. I just think he's still like, i tried to watch some, back some of the stuff from last season, and it still looks like the same guy to me. So that's why I'm not so worried
3: especially in high leverage situations um i did the same thing like i i do this thing whenever the heat acquire a new player such as kyle lowry that's of that you know stature in the league and i i start to try to go back and and do my homework because i admittedly don't get to know every player around the league i I don't even try and um uh something that strikes me as we kind of uh you know you talked about i talked about some of the concerns about his age and all that stuff but the more that i think about it like that stuff is really um it's tertiary to what we're really looking at with him like it's way in the background to me i am not focused on any of those negatives i think even Kyle Lowry at the expected declines is going to be better than anything they had defensively going uh with as you said earlier Goron and Nun and another cool part of this uh you know as i read back and i, I checked out some of his player tri- player's tribune um like where he you know did some writings uh there was one in 2019 after he won the championship where he said uh, basketball that's always been a sanctuary no matter how intense the game is I thought that was pretty a pretty dope quote and it's like I think that that is another element of Kyle Lowry that's going to help this team is in those pressure situations you're going to have another good shot maker uh another decision maker like just just even inbounding the basketball at times is going to be huge for him um and then also you know late in games you alluded to this and and, and um I think it's really, really valid, like what he's going to do to help keep Duncan on the floor.
2: Yeah, like I just think the the, <laughs> the team, it's been weird, and this is something that Cooper Moorhead from Heat.com has has kind of honed in on over the past couple of seasons is in both of these regular seasons with Jimmy Butler on the team, the Heat have not been a good clutch team when you're comparing to the rest of the league. They've been in the bottom three or bottom five in clutch Numbers, I don't exactly – I don't have the exact uh, parameters of the stats that he was referring to, but I'm pretty sure it was that the general definition of the last five minutes of the game, and I'm pretty sure that's what he was referring to. And I've seen him tweet it a lot. The one time where it was different was the bubble. So that's the one actual thing that you can point to, the heat really up – you know, uh, getting better at in the bubble was the crunch time stuff. And the one thing you could really point out there was – putting the extra decision-maker and shot-maker on the floor in Goran Dragic and putting him there for that extra period of time as a starter and the closer and just getting somebody there at a high level who can do that stuff for you. Obviously, Goran didn't bring the defensive stuff, but he was playing at such a high level on offense as a creator and as a shot-maker that it just took the heat to an extra level on that side of the floor. I feel like it just gave him a whole extra dynamic that they didn't really have Whereas, like, a lot of it was really Bam and Jimmy, J- Jimmy trying to set up for everybody else. You had an extra guard who gives you an extra option as a pull-up shooter. Lowry does all of those things now at a higher rate than Goron did in the bubble. At least that's how I feel. I think maybe Goron is a little bit better as, like, he's more of a scoring guard, I feel, whereas Lowry is a little bit more balanced towards the playmaking. I feel like he's definitely a, be- a better playmaker than Goron, more versatile as far as getting guys into their spots, specifically for those You know the types of players that are around him, so I just think once you get to those crunch time situations, you're gonna have somebody out there who's gonna give you multiple ways to play, and I think you saw the Bucks really get better after they acquired Drew for for similar reasons where you know you didn't have Giannis at the top of the key always, and there was just a lot more variety. You know they added the Middleton Giannis uh, screen and roll, the Drew Giannis screen and roll. So it's more than just Drew by himself playmaking, but just having all the variety to the game where it becomes harder to scheme out and harder to kind of, you know, defend the same way over and over when you just know that the team is looking for a Duncan Duncan Robinson dribble handoff. There's still going to be plenty of handoffs this year because Lowry is also one of the best handoff players in the league, but it's also just going to have way more options and better players executing these plays. So you've got the variety and you've got people doing it at a higher level than you have in the past on both ends of the floor. So it's just tough to really knock.
3: Yeah, no. And you mentioned the dribble handoff stuff. I want to give a shout out on Twitter to, uh, at the, the mad heat fan. Um, he did a, a great thread on, um, the seventh. So that's three days from the day that we're recording now on, on August 7th, kind of breaking down Dragic and Kyle Lowry and their games and, and how they, um, stacked up and and essentially as you look at the numbers I mean particularly all the shooting statistics Kyle Lowry is more efficient in almost every single category so I think ultimately as we talked about some of these concerns and also like, getting
2: up seven eight threes a game by the way
3: right I know that kind of volume and the 39% shooting I mean even if that takes a slight dribble.
2: dip it's huge dribble. like that's enormous it's a whole other dynamic to their office that they haven't had since Goron was doing stuff off the dribble. Considering you're also adding in the playmaking, you know, Lowry gets to the line a little bit as we talked about. I just think like having that pull up shooting option is gonna make things easier for the rest of the offense to breathe a bit.
3: Yeah, I mean, and then I'll close here with something that came off of the Mad Heat fans uh, thread with uh, with just like when we talk about driving to the to the basket, you talk about Gorn and really what made him special is when he got downhill and he got a full head of steam, his first step. You know, like when he initially got here, those were the things. But if you look at last year, uh, Lowry had more drives per game, uh, shot a um, higher percentage when he got to the basket. Um, so I, I, I just see – not even
2: known for his finishing, but that's exactly. why I say that he – Although he's not exactly the high-volume scorer that people have envisioned for this team, like a Levine or Beal, for example, or even a DeRozan, he's gonna he have. does fit the bill of the playmaker and being able to score and make things happen from all three levels. Even if, obviously, he's better at shooting than, than getting to the rim, he does add to all those things. He's also a great rebounder for his position, can guard up on defense. Uh, obviously, a really smart player, has all the leadership stuff that is unquantifiable. And the reputation that he has... Uh, that precedes him as well as the on-court chemistry like it's he's it's really the intersection i feel like you know when it went with this big three that they have right now maybe it's not the most talented but it's the intersection of on-court chemistry off-court chemistry i just think it's a really perfect handing glove fit with kyle lowry and even though maybe he's not in his prime prime anymore it's still going to be a huge addition because they need every single thing that he brings
3: Definitely. So I think we've talked you into to Kyle Lowry. I've talked myself into Kyle Lowry. Uh, so we definitely wanted to give him his flowers throughout this offseason. And um, we will definitely talk a lot more about him. But, you know, this episode, we really just wanted to d- deep dive into his game. Uh, Ethan will be back and uh, we will have some hot. Uh, takes and debates coming your way with the next episode related to this roster um, we'll see where that goes but uh, thank you for listening and uh, we'll be back
1: thank you for listening to the five on the floor on the five regional sports network